Hello everyone and welcome to episode 136 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is Social Anxiety Challenge Part 2. Okay, so I did the Social Anxiety Challenge Part 1, when was it? Like a few months ago or so? Um, And if you listen to that episode, you know that the first challenge that I was giving myself to get over my social anxiety was to wear whatever I wanted, right? Um, Which is, which is a weird concept to kind of grasp if you don't deal with social anxiety. Also, if you don't deal with perfectionism and and people pleasing, it's like, what do you mean you can't just wear what you want to wear? Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> um, and I have been working on it and I've been, you know, kind of talking about it here and there with my therapist on like how to get better at it. And I guess I can give you guys a little bit of an update on that. Um, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable in my body and it's taken me quite a long time um, to kind of get at this place. I, you know, for a while I did feel that I dealt with a body dysmorphia disorder um, and, and we kind of went through it and we kind of evaluated me in therapy and no, it's just, I just have really severe, uh, bad social anxiety. <laughs> um, cause you know, I told her, I was like, there will be days where I look at myself and I'm like, man, like I look good. Like I had two babies, like, you know, and then there are days where I'm just like, I look like, I don't know, an Easter egg or something like and um, because I go to like the two extremes and because I've, I've slowly been able to kind of work on it, we, we just kind of crossed out the whole body dysmorphia disorder and just kind of kept it at the very severe social anxiety. And just, you know, if you don't know what social anxiety is, it's, it's the fear of being judged, right? And I fear people are going to judge me based off things that I wear, which is, which is, it's a little silly, but that's just how my, that's how my brain works. And then that's how it is. So, um, you know, just to kind of give a little bit of an update, I have slowly been wearing more and more adventurous things and adventurous things for me. Um, I just posted the other week, um, on my Instagram about like me taking one of those like style DNA questionnaire thingies or whatever. I don't know. They've just kind of been popping up on my, um, Instagram stories like you know the ads and stuff and it was like find out what colors you should be wearing to like enhance your inner beauty right so I was like okay let me take this um and I took it and turns out that I am what's called a warm spring and let me tell you that warm spring is like the complete opposite or it's on the complete opposite color spectrum than what I typically wear I typically wear a lot of black um or just kind of like a lot of dark colors and a warm spring is very yellow orangey greens light blue hues like think of like walking into a preschool classroom right where like everything is rainbows and like bright colors yeah so that's the kind of colors that I should be wearing that are most complementary to my um skin tone and that's like kind of almost nothing that I own in my closet I, I own a few things which are things that just hang there that I don't normally wear because I usually have my comfort clothes that I wear all the time and and that's kind of it. I don't really, you know, move too much out of that. Um, So, you know, I've tried it and and I've tried ordering a few clothing that kind of complement that and, and are kind of in that same color scheme. And let me tell you, like, the difference that you can see just like in my my, my body in my face like it, it works <laughs> I know it's kind of silly but like it works I bought this like 
orange dress. It's not like orange in your face dress, but it's kind of like orangey reddish tone, right? And I'm like, let's just give it a try. Let's just see what it looks like. And I put it on and holy moly, like it just, it, it, one made me feel so beautiful wearing it. I don't even like, yeah. Um, and also it just looks so good. And I was like, man, maybe I should be wearing color. Like maybe I should be, you know, enhancing this. And yes, I know, I know that beauty runs deeper than like outer appearance. Right. But I know that for me, like feeling good on the outside just kind of helps me feel good on the inside too. So it's step one and we're getting there and hopefully I'm going to be wearing this um, <laughs> this dress to my daughter's uh, preschool promotion. I'm hoping that I, you know, gained the guts <laughs> to be able to wear this out publicly. I, I put it on in home and I felt beautiful and it, it just felt and it fit really nicely. But now it's like a challenge to like wear it out in public, right? And, and not be afraid that people are going to be like, why is she wearing this bright orange dress? But we shall see. Um, <laughs> so I'll probably post pictures for her promotion and um, maybe you'll see me wearing the dress or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll see me wearing a staple that I normally always wear that's like black or something. But I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So anyways, okay. So social anxiety challenge part two, right? So what is the second goal that I have given myself to overcome or to try and overcome my social anxiety? And that would be making friends. Um, I... Okay, so growing up, I always felt that I was like the filler friend. Um, I, I felt that like I never really had a really close connection with someone like in the group of friends that I would be in. I feel that I just kind of like bounced like all around, like back and forth between friends and between friend groups. Um, but I don't feel that I ever had like one specific like best friend that I could call or, well, I guess we didn't really text then. Texting didn't become a thing until like high school. Um, you know, that I could call or, or just be around uh, all the time. And that honestly, that made me sad. And I don't know if it was just, you know, now that I'm learning more about myself and then just, you know, trauma and everything. I don't know if it was like the people pleasing in me that like, I didn't dedicate enough of my time to one specific person, but I had to bounce around to many different people because I wanted to be accepted and liked by everyone, right? Um, so I don't really know. And and for the longest time ever, and this is my social anxiety talking and what I'm learning that is now that it was my social anxiety talking, um, I always felt that I was just never the good enough friend. Um, that like people never saw me as like wanting to be my best friend or that I was good enough to be their best friend. So it, it's been a lot to just kind of decompress. And uh, the older I got and, and the more, you know, jobs and moving and marriage and kids, like it obviously it gets harder and harder to make friends. But one of my goals for trying to overcome my social anxiety is to make friends and to make real life in person people that I can see physically see friends because uh, I have no problem making friends online like that is you know I know I, I there's a bunch of you that I have met <laughs> that listen to my podcast um and, and you know and, and we talk regularly or, or not so regularly but you know we kind of update each other on on lives and stuff and uh but I've never physically met about 90% 
of you. And and to be honest, I probably will never meet a lot of you because it, you either live in a different country or, you know, a different state or something. Um, so I told my therapist that I wanted to make real life friends. And that for sure is a lot more difficult for me because I do deal with the social anxiety. Um, and then also just being a stay-at-home mom just kind of like has isolated myself even more. I, I kind of talked a little bit about this in that one episode I did ooh, many moons ago of um, anxiety and feeling friendless. Uh, just kind of how, you know, being a stay-at-home mom and then also just being locked down with COVID and everything a couple years back. It was just like, uh, you know, I, I lost my social skills, the little bit of social skills that I had gained and the little bit of social skills that I had figured out how to overcome, I, I lost them. And so now that, you know, things are, well, I guess now they they um, called off like the whole emergency state of it, right? Or something. I don't know. Anyways, things are now open or things have been open, but, you know, and, and people are out and, and everyone's doing everything. And so now I'm physically going places and physically seeing people and I'm going to places where I've physically seen people all the time. And I'm like, I can potentially make these people my friends. That sounds very manipulative. <laughs> I just realized that as I'm saying that out loud. Um, but like I have more opportunities to make friends. Let's just put it that way. And uh, I, you know, I, I I tell my therapist, I'm like, I just I I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid that if I say something, I'm going to sound dumb. <laughs> Every time this comes up, she's always like, what are you going to say that's going to sound dumb? And I'm like, I don't know, but something's going to come out of my mouth. Right. Um and I kind of wrote a blog post about this, about like living with social anxiety means like overthinking every conversation that you've ever had. And this is what happens. For the past couple of weeks, we have been very busy. Um, we have had, you know, different uh, parties and, and different events and, and different things that we've had to go to where I am kind of forced to be more um, social, right? And I, I've been trying. I, I don't know. Then This is my social anxiety brain. So like I've been trying to make more conversations with people and to keep the conversations flowing because I am very good at like when someone talks to me, I will talk back just to get the bare minimum out of the way and then conversation is done. So I'm trying really hard to keep those conversations like going, right? And and that's hard. That's hard for me because I want it to stop. And deep down inside, I want it to stop. And that's not to be mean or rude or anything. It's just that social interactions take a lot out of me. Uh, and especially right now, just in the season of life that I am as a mom and like my kids needing me 24-7, um, there's only so much I can give to the people around me and to the social interactions that I come across. So, um, you know, I, I, I realize that I have to keep conversations going or I need to at least make myself more like approachable or more like understanding, more vulnerable is what my therapist calls it, which is why she made me read that book about the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown, right? Um, I need to be able to make myself vulnerable so that I can make myself relatable so that people would want to come back and continue talking to me and then potentially eventually create some sort of friendship. But that's hard because I don't like being vulnerable. I, I don't like mm, showing weakness, I guess. And not that vulnerability is a weakness, uh, but I, I don't like showing that 
I have flaws, which is part of being a perfectionist, which is what we're working on, which is just like this whole debacle that we have to unravel. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to finally put like terms and definitions to what and how I've been feeling this whole time um, and, and what and how I've been doing things my whole life. Uh, and it just, it helps make it make more sense. But at the same time, it's like, this is so much work. Like, why, why do I have to like do this? Like, why can't people just see that I have social anxiety and, and be nicer to me? Right. But that's, that's not how it works. Um, and it's also another thing that my therapist has said, it's like people with social anxiety just naturally have this standoffish body language. Um, and I always thought it was because people just didn't like me, right? Uh, but I guess I've been putting people off just by the way that I stand. And and it's not that I'm doing it on purpose. I don't even realize, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. To be honest, like it, it always kind of made me sad when like I would be around people, like groups of people and everyone else would be talking and I would just kind of be there by myself. Or, you know, th there would be people and they all stay after and they all hang out and stuff and no one would ever ask me to hang out. Like, it's it's a it's it's lonely it's a lonely feeling just knowing that people don't know you and it's because you don't allow people to get to know you um, and it, it's just it's hard it, it's a it's a hard concept I've realized that like I need to let people get to know me even if it's you know, not with the expected. I don't know. Like, it's just like, I need to get over the fact that like, not everyone is going to like me and that I'm not going to be for everyone, but that I still deserve to give myself and them the chance to be myself and, and let them, I guess, judge, not judge, but you know, let them, yeah, I guess let them be the judge of whether they want me in their life or not. I don't know. I, I it's like, it's, it's in my mind of what I'm trying to say, but I can't seem to find the words. Um, but it, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when you've been living like this for 32 years now, and now you're trying to not be like this. And now you're trying to be more open and you're trying to be more vulnerable and you're trying to be more friendly and you're trying to stand up straight and trying to not have, you know, the resting, you know, face that everyone calls it like, and, and then I feel that like, I'm thinking too hard about it. And I'm missing out on opportunities to like make conversation with people or, or to butt into conversations to make myself more relatable. Like it's just, it's a lot of work and there's a lot that's going on and, and being processed in my brain and I'm zoning out half the time and dissociating because I'm like, I am just trying to be friendly and I don't, I don't know how to be friendly. I don't know how to be friendly to new, to new people. We'll put it that way. When you become my friend, like you already know how I am. Um, and friends that know me and friends that have known me for a while, they know, they know how I am. Like I will talk and I will talk. And then afterwards my social battery just runs out and then I'm just kind of there. And it's not that I'm mad. It's not that, you know, I want to leave or anything. It's just that like, let me recharge for a second. And, and people understand that, but people that don't know me, they don't understand that. Right. And I can come off as like standoffish and I can come off as like rude, but that's not my intention. And quite frankly, I don't even realize that I am, I'm doing it. So for me to be consciously aware that I'm doing it to make sure that I'm consciously aware that I'm not doing it. Like it's a lot of work and it is very draining, even more draining than just any sort of social interaction. But I am trying because I have realized that 
I need friends. Like, <laughs> I need friends. I need people that I can rely on. I need people who could come to me. I, I need I need people. I need friends. I need a community. I said um, a little earlier how we've been, like, really busy. Like, there's been different things. Like, we've had birthday parties. We've had baby showers. We've had just, like, different uh, barbecues and just meeting up with people and stuff. And so I have been trying to... One, kind of keep us busy um, so that people can see like, oh, hey, you know, when they're invited, they come. Like, let's keep inviting them. Is that manipulative? I hope it's not. Um, But also like, oh, hey, they're friendly people. Oh, hey, they're cool people, right? Like, I know that my husband longs for friendships also because we've had these conversations before where he's just like, oh, well, I don't go out with my friends because I know that you're antisocial, which, okay, yes, that got me upset because I was like, I'm not antisocial. Like, let's let's retract that, right? That's totally different. I have social anxiety, like totally different. Um, and which I, I think he's starting to understand now. I don't really know. That, that was a conversation we had a while ago. But, um, you know, I, I know that it, he's like more of an extroverted introvert than, than I am. I'm just an introvert. Like, I, if I could just live in my bubble in my home, I would, but I know that that's not possible. I know that that's not how like humans function. Like we, we need people, we need community, we need socializing. We are social creatures. Even, even if we are introverts, like we need the community, we need to socialize, um, even from just like time to time, it's just part of our nature to be social creatures, it's part of what brings happiness and joy and peace is just having people there that are going to be, you know, that are going to be there for you. So I know that it is literally in my power, like only in my power to give us that because my husband, you know, he he respects that. Now he respects it. He did call me, um, uh, what was it? He, he did call me antisocial. Uh, which I wasn't very happy about, but that was that was a while ago. Um, so it's it's literally in my power to be the one to be like, hey, let's go do this with these people. Let's go do that with you know with that, so that we can gain what I know that we have been missing, and especially now with like kids, like we need the community. Our kids need the community. Like realistically, our kids like they don't have cousins. Um, they won't have cousins anytime soon, I don't think. Uh, and then when they do have cousins, I feel like there's going to be just like this huge age gap and, um, you know, it's not going to be relatable. So it's not like they're growing up with, with anyone really. We have friends, we do have friends that all have kids around the same time and they all call themselves cousins and it's, it's beautiful. It's cute. But you know, we also all live far away from each other. So like we can't see each other as often. So I, I, I told my therapist that I want to make friends in my area. Mainly I want to make friends at my church. Like that's the one place that we go to all the time. We're there, um, about three times a week ish, maybe four. (laughs) Um, and these are people that I see all the time and people that see me all the time. And like, we all engage in little conversations here and there. And like, I, I want to make friends. That's it. That is my social anxiety challenge. Number two is that I want to make in real life friends. When I took that social media break, um, 
it's literally what I prayed for. <laughs> and I and I kind of made a blog post about this. Um, during those, I think I took about six weeks-ish off or so. I don't remember. Um, and uh, I, I prayed. I, I prayed every night, amongst other things. But I prayed for friends, for, for God to give me the honestly the strength to be able to talk and to be able to be vulnerable to make myself relatable um but also to give me opportunities to I guess make friends um and you know we have been extremely busy I think since like the middle ish of April maybe even since like the beginning of April I feel that we have had to do something either Saturday or Sunday or both um, where we've had to go to birthday parties or, or baby showers or just like different events, barbecues and, and um, you know, meeting up with people and stuff. And like, it's been a lot. And um, I think kind of in the middle of it, I had like one day where I was just completely over it and just tired. And I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything anymore. But, you know, very quickly I was convicted and it was like, oh, you're right. I prayed for this. Like, like I, I prayed to be... I don't want to say busy, but like I I prayed to have opportunities to make friends and you are giving them to me. You're literally handing them out like you get a car, you get a car, right? Like you get a friend, you get a friend. Um, And I'm laying here in in, in bed and complaining. And, And that's not to say that like I'm not allowed to feel tired. Of course, obviously I am. But I I took a nap. And then I was like, it's Monday tomorrow, it'll be fine. And then, you know, we got the weekend to start doing things all over again. And, you know, little by little, I've just seen like how God has been working in my life and giving us or giving me that opportunity to, to make friends. And it's still scary. I still deal with the worried about judgment and worried about like, Am I saying too much? Am I saying too little? Am I not saying the right things? Am I saying something to sound dumb? Am I wearing the right things? Like, you know, but I feel that slowly, very slowly, I am learning to just be myself and, and to stop molding myself into what I think the people that I am around think I should and act and, and how I'll be. Uh, and that's that's scary. That's scary for someone who has dealt with social anxiety all of their life. Um, and I honestly feel that like at times I kind of have like a identity crisis. Like who am I? Like who am I truly? And I think that's just kind of where I'm at right now in this like healing journey is like trying to figure out who I am. And that goes along with, you know, the social anxiety challenge number one. I don't know why I title these things so loud. Um, part one. Um, so long, not loud. Oh my. Um, and like trying to figure out, you know, what to wear and to wear things that I want to without fearing the judgment of others. And I've still been, you know, I've still been working on that. Like I said, like I took that DNA style, DNA color scheme chart test, whatever. And, uh, I've realized that I need to be wearing color. And so I have been adding, little bits of more color in my wardrobe. I haven't necessarily worn any of it yet, um, but it's it's there. Uh, and it's just like little things and it's taking the little steps to get to where I want to get. I do want to say though that I don't think there is such thing as like praying for something that's too silly. Uh, maybe when I said like, oh, I've been, I've been praying for friends, right? Someone out there thought like, oh, that's kind of weird. Um, I, you know, no, I, I want to say that there, I don't think there's anything 
too silly or dumb or you know not good enough or whatever to to pray for i feel that if it's something that your heart is yearning for um it if if it's you know through the will of god like it will happen uh and and for me like i pray about like everything i'm even sometimes at nights i'm like lord i just pray for sleep tonight (laughs) um my baby right now he's going through some sort of regression or something i don't really know he's has some good nights and some bad nights and I'm tired (laughs) like end of the day like that's what it is I am tired so yeah I will at nighttime be like lord I pray for uh, sleep tonight thanks (laughs) um but you know I know that what my baby is going through right now is part of growing up process right it's part of a developmental process so like I can't blame the lord and be like oh it's all your fault you didn't answer my prayers about sleeping like no like I understand (laughs) I understand why it's happening and and why it needs to happen. But that doesn't mean that I can't pray and be like, maybe tonight I might get some sleep. (laughs) Maybe tonight I might feel uh, rested. So, you know, if your heart is is yearning for friends and friendship and and just community, like then, then pray for it. And I, you know, I promise you that you'll see how the Lord will be working in your life. I didn't notice it. I was complaining that I had too much to do. And then I realized like, no, this is exactly what I've prayed for. So at that point, you know, it's just changing your mindset and being like, no, now I am grateful that I have lots of things to do and lots of opportunities to be around different people. Um, I want friends that have the same values as me and and the places that we've been going and stuff. These are all people that, you know, we know from church or from school, right? That we all practice the same values and morals and and stuff. And I, I feel that like for a very long time, I had friends, you know, you go through different seasons of life. So I had friends when I was younger that I would go party with, I would go drink with, I would go clubbing with, you know, and that's not my life anymore. And, and I don't have, um, very many like, like mom friends or very many like Christian friends, like very many, um, just people that are in the same season of life as me. And I feel that that's what I want. That's, that's what I need to help me. Uh, I feel like not make me feel so alone in motherhood. Um, but also to help me like grow in my faith. Like that is, that is what I want. I, and, um, it's what I, it's what I've been praying for. I'm like, truly, that's what it is. Um, and it's still hard. I'm not going to say like, oh, prayers and God took all of it away. Like, no, like I still have to put in the work and I still have to change my own mindset and change my own mentality, um, into knowing that like people are not going to always judge me and people are not always going to hate me. Right. Like I need to give people a chance in order for people to give me a chance. I'll kind of repeat what my therapist, you know, the the whole like (laughs) the moral of me going to therapy. Um, Like I can't hide behind, you know, my trauma. I can't hide behind my grandmother being very critical of everyone and then me fearing being critical of her. And I I can't, you know, hide behind my mom and, and the trauma that my mom caused me and why I have social anxiety now. Like I can't hide behind that forever. I can't use my social anxiety as an excuse to not go for what I want. Like my therapist has said, like, you're an adult now. Like, what are you going to do about it? I, I can't hide behind it. I can't. Like, if I want something, I have to go out and get it, <laughs> essentially. If anybody wants something, you have to go out and get it. And that doesn't mean that 
you know, it's going to be easy. Like I feel that in order for you to grow, you need to grow out of or come out of that like comfortable place and and come out of your comfort zone in order to get where you want. I I don't want to have social anxiety anymore. I I don't want to fear people judging me. And I, I want to be confident and I want to be able to wear what I want and not have to worry about what other people think. And I want to be able to speak up and say what I want to say without fearing that other people are going to think that I'm dumb or stupid or something, right? Like, I, 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 I don't want to live like that anymore. So I pray. And I, and I pray for friendships. <laughs> I, I pray for friends um, that are going to help me just find more of myself, right? Who are going to accept me and show me that they accept me for who I am and just, you know, to make me feel accepted like that, you know, that's kind of what it is at the end of the day. Uh, Cause for so long, for so many years, I didn't feel accepted. I didn't feel like I could be myself because it wasn't acceptable to be myself. So I am praying for one, I know that like internally the acceptance has to come from me first, right? It's like that thing where it's like you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. But I feel that like being around the right people are going to help you love yourself and going to help accept yourself as well. I want to be free to be me. God made me this way and it's honestly time for me to start accepting that um, and stop trying to change myself to be someone that I'm not realistically. And it's time to finally allow people to give me the chance that it's finally time to allow people for me to give people the chance, right? Like these people are in my life for a reason, I'm going to assume. (laughs) And um, I I need to just go with the flow and just, you know, try my hardest to just work on my social anxiety because it's it's me. It's, you know, it's kind of up to me. Like I, I, I can pray for everything and God's giving me the opportunities, but like it's up to me to actually, you know, make it work (laughs) to actually do the work to try and overcome the social anxiety because like I said I don't want to live trapped in that oh well you know I I can't do it because of this like no I can do it I can and it's just changing my mindset and it's it's hard from time to time but you know what I am very grateful that I have been giving the opportunities and you know I've been reaching out to more people that I used to know and haven't and you know going out uh coffee eating lunch like whatever um, I'm, I'm keeping myself busy, but I'm also giving myself grace and giving myself the time to rest when I, you know, feel that I am drained. Like this Saturday, uh, we have absolutely, it's the first Saturday in like weeks, maybe months, um, that we finally don't have something to do. So I'm like, I'm gonna, we're gonna do nothing. Uh, although we do have to go grocery shopping and then we go to church at night, but you know, I'm just like, I'm gonna do nothing. I'm gonna sit on my couch and do nothing. So all in God's timing, it'll work out and I will have friends. And maybe one day I will do an updated episode of like, I have 20 best friends, right? Like, I, honestly, I'm okay with just one. <laughs> but hopefully um, it all works out. And, you know, and, and for anyone out there who struggles with making friends, we just kind of have to put ourselves out there um, and we just kind of have to learn to be vulnerable and then that's what's going to make us relatable. So I, I will recommend reading, it's called, the Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And I'm pretty sure that I 
uh, talked about this book in a different episode. I think the episode about like your anxiety is lying to you. Maybe. I'm not sure. Actually, I may have mentioned this book quite a few times in quite different episodes. But um, I will go ahead and kind of link it on the show links. And also I will have it. Um, it it's linked on my Instagram under the books that I have read. Um, and I will probably just make a blog post just in general about that book. Uh, at one point or another. So don't forget to check out my website, which is www.motheranxietypodcast.com. It has all my blogs, every single blog post, because remember, anxiety isn't limited to only these 30 minutes once a week. Um, It's a daily thing that you have to battle. And I talk about that three times a week. So yeah, um, anxiety is limited to four times a week, I promise you. But um, that's just how my schedule works out. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and cut this one off. So uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life and love your anxiety.